0: a marketer just seeing when people do things that are ineffective like when it's like sale 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 and all it is is like a liar style email that's like 70% off ends today and then like it's 50% off the next week and then it's 70% off again <laughs> like why why would people like actually trust you or open or anything like that.
1: Welcome to Inboxing the podcast about all things email marketing. Today i Inboxing Nikki Albaz from NikkiElbaz.com. Hi, right, welcome to back to the Inboxing Podcast. Uh, the Inboxing Podcast is a podcast about email marketing. I'm Berg, your host. Tonight, we're going to be hosting a very special guest, and that is Nikki Elbaz. She'll be joining us in a few minutes, so if you introduction myself. So Inboxing is a brand new podcast where we talk about email marketing every single week. We're recording the episodes live on Facebook and on Instagram and hopefully coming soon to live to LinkedIn and maybe some other platforms. And uh, the whole point is really to all our guests are going to be from the email marketing community. And we're going to be talking about email marketing, about best practices, about really just for any marketer coming to listen, Mm -hmm. like just really tons and tons of value about how to do email marketing well what are the tricks, or at least, you know, what works and what things they should focus on in order to get the most out of their email marketing. And just uh, yeah, a little bit more about Nikki. Every week we're going to be having different guests. Last week we had Emily McGuire from Flourishing Grit. Uh, she was fantastic. She was our first guest. Tonight, this is our second episode and we're going to be having Nikki Elbaz again. And every guest will bring their own perspective, their own uh, story, things they like to use. I'm really Curious to hear from Nikki, what kind of things you'd like to hear. Happy to help. For other people that are joining from my Facebook page, I just was on an episode of Make Your Mark. We covered a lot of great content. Take a look at that. It was really productive. A lot of great things came out of that. But in this podcast, I think we're going to be diving a lot deeper into email about different questions people might have, different techniques in terms of automations, in terms of segmentation, in terms of personalization great things that we're seeing in the email world, changes that we're seeing in the email world, uh, new trends, and there are things are always changing. So it's really important to stay ahead of things and know about the new trends and know what's going on and what you can use in your business to really uh, leverage email in a really effective way. Really, the podcast is all about, it's really what Hillelburg Email Marketing is all about. It's really about helping businesses leverage email in the best way possible and getting the most out of their email. You know, something that came out of the latest podcast Was we we touched on video marketing via video email marketing, which is just like a brand new thing. There's a lot of new things coming out. Uh, Videos, one of them, because it really offers you that one to one personal touch. You know, right when you someone reads an email, you know, so it it really could have been written by anyone, but when somebody you were an email to Hillelberry, Hillelberry said you would need a video back, you see me, you hear me, I'm talking to you. It's as super personal as you can get. So it's really tremendously powerful. And there's a bunch of different platforms that are doing it. One that we mentioned in the last one is called Bonjour. But that's something I encourage you to look out and explore the different ways that you can automate. You can automate videos into automations. That just uh, sounds like the coolest thing I can imagine. And uh, you can as and you know, as one might imagine, you know, if it looks like someone sent you a video, a personal video. That it definitely increases your chances of opening and watching. So it's really just a great opportunity. Yeah, Nikki should be here like any minute. So I just want to give her a really warm welcome uh, by saying, uh, you know, Nikki is a powerhouse copywriter. I uh, know other way to say it, but she's uh, written email for some top brands, including Shopify Plus, including Doodle, among others. Um, and she teaches email marketing. She's got her own platform, NikkiAlbaz.com, uh, where she sells all kinds of playbooks and tools to help email marketers do their job better. So, so without any further ado, Inboxing is proud to present our special guest of the evening, uh, Nikki Elbaz.
0: Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> <That's the
1: kind laughs> <the Sure>. you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've been uh yeah, we've been talking on LinkedIn, we are talking, I don't know, I think just mostly LinkedIn. Uh, yes. but uh it's finally uh sort of in the flesh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's funny how
1: uh, Zooming and uh you know virtual conferencing has become like you kind of remember it like a face to face.
0: Uh, life
1: these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, people are getting vaccinated, so uh, hopefully we're turning a corner and uh, we <laughs> might have so. real, you know, I feel like we're ready for uh, for a real conference. I think a lot oh, of really? industries are excited to have a real conference, maybe by the summer. Cool, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I hope so. We can only hope. <laughs> <We> just uh, <laughs> Anyway, let's jump right into it, huh? should we? Yes. All right. Yes. So let's start with the Let's start with the bad stuff, all right? What do you find most upsetting in your inbox? What do you see in your inbox that really just makes you cringe?
0: The bad stuff, I love it. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> it's like everything, you know? it's like the news, you know? Dog, uh, you know, man, <laughs> man bites dog. It's a lot more press than dog bites man.
0: Much more um, exciting, yes, totally. <laughs> okay, so there's two kinds of bad stuff that I see in my inbox. There's the, the stuff that makes me upset as a marketer, like you're doing things wrong. So I get very like, up in arms holier than thou kind of thing, which is obviously very mature of me. And then there's the actual upset, like the stuff where people are just like, don't do that. Like, that's just wrong on a non-marketing perspective. Just like as humans, like we should know better. <laughs> so that's like things like, I don't know when people will cold email you with like a re, you know, like response to something. Um. No, you're not, you're not responding to me. You're not actually replying to anything that I said. Like, just don't do that. Like, it's just sleazy. Just don't. You know, or like the oops, broken links, like, oh, and apologies and all the like, anything fake, that's not real, that you're just trying to get people's attention. Those things just like, just don't do them. (laughs) So that's like the actual upset stuff. And then like as a marketer, just seeing when people do things that are ineffective, you know, like when it's like sale, 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 and all it is is like a flyer style email that's like 70% off ends today. And then like, it's 50% off the next week. And then it's 70% off again. <laughs> like, why? Why would people like actually trust you or open or anything like that? So that's obviously super annoying. Another huge one is like when people are scared to tell you what they want, like buy my course, check out the sales page, even something like download my ebook, just like being very weak around your call to action and just kind of expecting people to know what, you want from them. <laughs> you know, that's obviously like a, a big mistake that happens often because we're very close to the product. Like we think that if we talk about it, then people will automatically want it. We know that people need like prompts and pushes to go do the thing that you want them to do. So that's something that happens often because people don't realize it's a problem. And it, it really like, you'll be so much more effective if you just like, Give some guidance and some direction and some clarity that can be super helpful. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Like sometimes the best calls to action are really just like by now. <laughs> <Mike. Yeah.
0: laughs> it can be like you you get like a lot of like new copywriters giving that a lot of flack. Like, by now, there's no benefit there. There's no like emotional outcome, which is true. You definitely need to be spelling out the benefits in your email. And and there are cases like often often cases where you want them to be more about like change your life you know, <laughs> Although weird like that because most products don't change your life but there's definitely something to be said of just like the clarity especially at the end of the sequence like at the end of the sale you know there's there's by now it gives no question of what you want them to do so it's, there's a <laughs> for that so yeah,
1: yeah yeah for sure like I saw actually there was an article I don't remember who put it out but like it was like a top 20 examples of good CTAs and it was really all like there was nothing super fancy it was no like deep dive into the emotion it was all just like <laughs> what you'd expect the follow up to be the headline and the sub pretext and then yeah buy now
0: yeah <laughs> you know <laughs>
1: or order now or, you know I think
0: there's like a big dichotomy <laughs> between like nurturing emails and sales emails and and where in the funnel the sales email happens and all these different things and Also, there's a difference between a call to value and a call to action, which is when like in the beginning, using the more emotional call to values can be super effective and does give that like emotional outcome, feel good kind of stuff. But at the end, when like the sales ending in an hour, like you don't have time for that. Like you just need to get the people that are on the fence, like just go, go buy right now. Um, So yeah, there's there's this place for everything basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there really, really is. (laughs) <laughs> what was your biggest mistake in email marketing?
0: This is like really embarrassing. I did an affiliate launch once and I got the end date wrong. Like, I thought it was ending on Sunday and it was really ending on Tuesday. So, like, all the emails were like, it's ending on Sunday. And uh, <laughs> I think I sent out like two cart close emails on Sunday and people responded and they're like, wait, what? I thought the sales page says it ends on Tuesday, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually ended up being super fascinating for two reasons. Number one, it gave me more time to like send another email, which was totally not planned and absolutely was not supposed to happen. But basically, what I did was I, I apologized and said like, I'm really sorry if I freaked you all out and you thought you had more time to make the decision. Which apology emails get better open rates? Kind of what we were talking about before with sleazy tactics. This was not sleazy, it was not on purpose. Although a lot of people thought it was sleazy and me being sleazy, but it was not. But um, basically what I said was like, I didn't plan these emails out. So basically if you have questions, like email me and I'll tell you what I know about the course and if you're a good fit and that kind of thing. And it was really powerful because it really helps people get over their objections and and see if it was a good fit. Like it really was a a really smart email to do. And like, it was totally not planned. So it ended up being really interesting. And also just in terms of me launching my stuff, seeing like real live objections as they happen, versus just like the ones that come in from the people that already are really interested. Like when you prompt people by asking, it gives some like really interesting responses and interesting things to think about. Like when I launch my own products, I actually was thinking of sharing them with The person that I was being an affiliate for like you should know these are all the questions that people are you know asking about your course but I never ended up doing it and I probably should but yeah so it was a total mistake really embarrassing but um it ended up being really a very interesting test which is like the thing that I love about email and what I find so so cool about email is that it's something that is so easy to test things and to like communicate with your audience and to talk through things and like it ended up being a positive experience, even though I made this mistake because of the nature of the relationship of email and the testability of email and all that kind of thing. So it was, it was super cool. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's, it's nice to that I have. The I mean, it's, it's funny, really but fun. like
1: I feel like most like oops emails, like they really do. People love seeing that oops. <laughs> it really is. Is. <laughs> so it usually ends up being really positive for companies. You know, oh, we sent out the kitten by accident. <laughs> <Yes>. Like oops. <laughs>
0: Totally, yeah. It's definitely super interesting, and very grateful that our mistakes can like lead to better engagement. <laughs> like, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: so true. It's like, oh, what happened? Oh, yeah, I screwed up. But like, look, we made a million dollars.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What is interesting is, I feel like a different mistake that I made was I took testing a little too far, where I I was mentoring a a shortcast founder, a founder of like a, he, he created this shortcast app and he was talking about all the different use cases and he was trying to do cold outreach. And so one of the use cases that he was saying he wanted to do outreach for was newsletter creators and just giving them this like other opportunity. Like instead of just sending an email, you send a shortcast of the email, read the email, that's your shortcast. And just like, you can track better engagement that way in terms of like, how many people actually listen versus when you just see an open, you don't know who actually reads it. So like he was talking about how like people that like testing things or want to like really track their engagement really well and those kinds of things. It's like a great fit for them. So I was like, Hey, I want to try this. I want to test it. So I tested it a few times and I feel like I was too like pushy about the testing. Like, Hey guys, I'm testing this new thing and everyone kind of felt like guinea pigs. So I feel like that hurt my brand and my engagement and it was a little like, "Hi, we're not we're not your like test specimens." Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was like taking testing a little too far.
1: Too far. Yeah, you got to be careful. Like, to always keep treating your audience like people. Like people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not like guinea pigs. Not like, pigs. Yeah. I'm like you're yeah. the B group. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that got a lot of people mad. <laughs> 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 All right, now you can drop a little bit. So what are your biggest
0: wins? Okay, I feel like the biggest wins are always unexpected. Like when it's just like, wait, what? That happened? That's super cool. <laughs> so my favorite is Doodle. I got a 64% increase in paid conversions from their onboarding campaign, which is like humongous. Like 64% increase in paid conversions. Like that's just <laughs> amazing. Like I don't even know how that happened. It's super cool so i was totally not expecting it because we hadn't really gotten the results yet or whatever we just like weren't like communicating them and i basically read about it on a blog post and i was just like what <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um, so that was really unexpected and really super fun but another one another cool one was again like getting this feedback randomly like when i wasn't expecting it like usually i'll be like okay let's go through the results let's do a postmortem and both of these times were just like random pieces of feedback where I was totally not expecting it. So this guy who ran marketing at Sephora responded to a welcome email that I wrote thinking it was the founder. And he's like, this is like the most awesome welcome email I've ever read. Like, I feel like your brand is the coolest ever. And I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) So that felt really cool. (laughs) It's from your personal welcome series? No, for a client that I did. Oh, he okay. Oh, awesome. really cool. Buddy. Yeah, so the, they took a screenshot and shared it in Slack. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. But it was like unexpected timing in terms of just like getting this feedback randomly. So that was really fun. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: it was fun. All right, so what are your top, your top five tips for our audience out there? Top five
0: tips. Okay, my number one tip that I always tell everybody who's like, okay, how do I write emails? How do I learn about emails? All that kind of thing. Nobody likes it. Everybody hates this tip, but you should do it anyway. (laughs) Subscribe to a million emails and just read, read them, like study them. Like it's your job because it is your job. And just like in a bunch of, I mean, if you're in a certain industry, you know, subscribe to emails in your industry, not just your competitors, but like if you're in e-commerce, read e-commerce emails. If you're a copywriter, then you need to subscribe to all the different kinds of, or an email marketer, all the different kinds of emails that your clients will be sending. And then for bonus points, (laughs) subscribe to emails in different industries, just to kind of see what they're doing and see if you can adapt them for your industry. It's just immersive. Like it's really the only way to really get like what's happening on the ground and what are some cool new things you can test and different ways to play around with different things. Like it's just, you know, it's just like the easiest, most immersive way. So that's tip number one, (laughs) but everyone's like, it's too overwhelming which yeah, it's going to be overwhelming, but like set up your promotions tab so they don't come into your inbox and get mixed up. If you have a VA, you know, you can help, like that can help deal with all the, the inbox overload and all that kind of thing. There's definitely ways of dealing with the overwhelm um, where you can still be learning. So yeah, that's tip number one. How many emails do you subscribe to? Do you know? Many? Do many? Or like whatever. I like, got you know, like tons, tons yeah. and tons. That's awesome. It's it's just like that's how you get inspiration is you know but like yes you get inspiration from everything from nature from the world from billboards blah 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 but you also really get it from subscribing to emails and seeing what other marketers are doing so yeah yeah all right tip number two is research like don't just go on gut and write emails like you have to know your audience you have to know what they want you have to know why they care about you why they care about your product. You can't deliver value if you don't know how they define value and what you find valuable. And this is kind of like in terms of, I guess this is another mistake is when people are like scared to sell because they feel like they're not giving value. Like, what do you mean? I can't sell right away. I have to, the three to one nurturing rule. Like I need to nurture, I need to send three nurturing emails and then a sales email. For a lot of people, value is your product. Like they signed up, especially if they signed up with a coupon, they want to buy your product. They don't care about your content. They want your product. So, you know, that that could be value for them and give it to them, you know, why not? It's good for you, it's good for them. So, the only way to really know like who they are, what they care about is to do research. So, customer interviews, customer surveys, data mining in like forums, just kind of like spying on them kind of <laughs> um, and just seeing what they care about. Um, that's definitely right. gonna...
1: like seeing what you yeah, know how they're seeing the people that are interacting with the Facebook page of your brand <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, these are your people
0: <laughs> yeah and like reading support tickets is is hugely hugely informative you know like what oh, what, are yeah, yeah. what are their objections yeah so super awesome good, good sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what else okay when you're actually writing write 25 subject lines at least so I resisted this for a really long time. Like I did not want to. Like, no. Like <laughs> I don't want well, how, to. how long how long does that take you? You 25? Right, That's, That's the thing, is it doesn't take long. If you use formulas, if you just kind of like if you use curiosity yeah. subject lines also, you like end up just kind of like skimming your email that you basically you always write your subject lines last. So once you read your email, you just kind of like pull pieces of it and that gives you like a good 10, 15. So then you kind of have to do like another 10, which is what pushes you to be more creative and, and to use the formulas and, and to play around with that. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I really resisted it for a really long time. I guess, cause it always felt like the first one I came up with was good enough. Like, no, that's a good one. And then after writing a bunch, it was like, oh, you know I actually do come up with better ones after I come up with more. <laughs>
1: Once what do you have twenty-five, how do you then pick two or pick one?
0: <sighs> that's the really hard part. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's like, okay, let's A B test this. <laughs> For no good reason. Like we don't need the data on it. I just don't wanna lose one of them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It reminds uh, me
1: of Frazy. You know Frazy? No. Oh, so Frazy, they had some kind of platform I and mean, you have to have a big enough list to make this worthwhile. But like basically they would like use artificial intelligence to make like 25 subject lines out of your subject lines, like you give wow. them the keywords and they'll put it together, and then they'll find the winning the winning subject line out of all the everything they're trying.
0: That's super cool.
1: Awesome. Crazy. Yeah, they're a fun company. You can follow them. You'll enjoy their emails That's cool. and their marketing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Will do. <laughs> Get their email <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> For sure.
1: Yeah. Super. All right. Are we there? All right. Now, what do you find the top pitfalls? Things you have to watch out for, you know, in your email emails. When building emails, what should you be careful about?
0: Okay, so typically, a lot of companies look at their vanity metrics, like their open rates. That's like a huge one. Like, how are our opens doing? Where obviously that's important. You know, if nobody's opening your emails, then they're not reading your emails. But it's not it's not the most important KPI. Like that's you know, what, what is the goal of your sequence? Why are you sending this? And are people doing that thing? that you want them to do. I actually just read a stat today that your most important metric should be your list growth, which has nothing to do with anything. More overall turn, kind of thing, but... Churn um, right, rate,
1: you know, that's a big yeah. uh,
0: So there's just things that actually matter versus, you know, that kind of more surface level engagement, which does matter, but it's it's not your end-all right deal. All. Right, Even I, like your clicks can be deceiving because you're like, oh, everyone's clicking, but are people buying? So that might not be an email problem. That might be an offer problem. It might be a landing page problem. It might be a product market fit problem. It could be another problem, but, you know, just because people are clicking in your emails doesn't mean that you're going to see success. So you have to pay attention to the whole funnel. So that's always fun, like, what's what's going wrong?
1: (laughs) So. Yeah, and no, I think we've all like clicked in, you know, a link and uh, whether for a school thing or for something you had to get a link to do something and then the landing page is like not responsive and it's like impossible to navigate.
0: Yes, <laughs> especially nowadays <laughs> with everybody like trying to play with, <laughs> you know, like Zoom links and everything. It's just like this isn't working.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah, I like my daughter's school is using some kind of thing for parent teachers conferences, and my my wife like called me in a panic, like we didn't get the nah, I didn't get the email, and it just went into the show. and you know, and the you know, and then so I look, and yeah, all the emails have been going into spam.
0: Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah.
1: And my wife even, like, she was in the platform, and she's trying to get her email. And, you know, she's not getting anything. And I look, and all those emails are in spam. You know, she wow. has reset three times. Yeah. So uh, it's important, yeah, that they know that these – I wonder how many other parents never got the invitation. Okay. <laughs> right. like,
0: how are you doing this? Oh, well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the best it did seem wide open, you know, you're booking your time and stuff. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Just any time it's available, all time. <laughs> One parent shows up. parent-teacher <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Anything else to be worried about? So I mentioned this like a million times, being scared to sell. So I'm not going to belabor that point anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but what but, do you mean by that? Like you're saying, like
1: when people are just not, they're like beating around, just saying like buy now or buy, like here's our product, like go for it. Like
0: No, I don't think you have to do that every email. And I don't think you should. It kind of depends on your audience and your product and all that kind of thing. It's more that, just kind of only sending nurturing emails and being scared to send sales emails. And I'm not immune to this, especially when you do see that people do unsubscribe after you do a sales sequence, but you kind of just have to keep like focus on why am I building an email list? Like, yes, it is to engage with people and have really cool conversations and and learn from people. And it is awesome to have an email list, but at the end of the day, it's part of your job and it needs to make money. And if the people that can't handle you selling to them are unsubscribing, that's fine. <laughs> you know, there needs to be that trade-off of like, why are you giving all this free content because you have stuff to sell? Yeah, it is on an email level, but it's also in like a bigger picture kind of level. Especially if you're not talking to marketers, people kind of get like very wary of like, what is this? Or they don't even understand, or you know, it gets it gets interesting when it's different industries and and people aren't used to being sold to or selling or any of that stuff. So yeah. You see see the mommy bloggers, you know, they're selling their ebooks, they're selling their memberships. Like there's just there is, you know, it it works. (laughs) You know, there's there's a reason people if they're signing up for your content, then they're interested in your product too. Again, it's it's keeping that top of mind that what you have to offer as a paid product is also valuable for people. Just because people have to exchange money for what you're giving them doesn't mean you're not giving value. It could be value too, if they have to pay for it. It's still valuable. <laughs> so yeah. For sure. For sure, uh, for sure. My soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: uh, what are your favorite emails? Things that you saw that I really like. Knock your socks off.
0: Favorite emails. So these change like all the time. I'm like always (laughs) switching my favorite people. But um, I've gotten into e-commerce emails lately just because I feel like the D2C community is really interesting and they are kind of testing new things and are just very passionate and that shows up in their emails. So it's been fun to be following a few new brands. So Drizzly has fun emails. They're a little cheesy, but they're still fun. Dope, which is, they're all food. <laughs> I guess like, <I> like food. <laughs> they actually guess they're not all food.
1: Yeah, I don't really know these. So Drizzly, <laughs> is, Drizzly
0: awesome. is an awesome service. Like if you need to send a gift or anything, it's, it's like drinks and beverages and stuff that you, it, I think they link up with like a local supplier, but it's just basically sending gifts or for yourself, if you have a party. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, one day shipping or, or like same, same day or whatever. Anyway. So they're just fun. They are more of a celebratory kind of brand. So they have a lot of fun with their emails and they just, you know, so some of them are your typical e-commerce emails that are pretty boring, but a lot of them are just interesting and fun and they test cool things. So yeah. Dope is a cookie dough brand and they don't test tons But there are a few things that are interesting. Like their flavor releases are cool. They will send from the founder occasionally and also from Dope. So it's just like interesting to see the differences of what they send when and why and plain text versus design, things like that. So that's, it's just like interesting stuff to like study and see. (laughs) So, yeah. And and about,
1: like, are you on the A or the B like
0: this, when you see like, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really tricky and I signed up to email lists with a bunch of different emails. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I think you get the same email all the time. <laughs> so that's always fun to like, see like, okay, which, and yeah. I'll I've got two subject to... lines, you know, always I'll be like, okay, I'm not clicking that one. Cause that's a much worse subject line. I would never open it, but I will click this <laughs> one. <laughs> like, let me make sure the data is accurate. <laughs> You want to you exactly. the result? <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Baboon to the moon is craziness. I don't even know like who's running their email marketing program, but they're having <laughs> way, way too much fun. Like they're nuts. They yeah. just like I don't know. They do like all sorts of crazy things. I don't get them.
1: But, like I followed them because I saw you posted about them, and I think I saw someone else posted about them. So I was like, all right, what the hell is this Baboon to the Moon? And I like signed up, and like and? it's like these bears on the moon, and or baboons on the moon.
0: Yeah, and they're selling like, bags for a lot of money. <laughs> I don't want to either. It's it's really fascinating to just see what they're doing. Yeah, some of them are super cool. Like this end of the world sale, they just like took right. a current event, you know, about this meteor smashing into Earth that like would have absolutely no effect, but there's a small subset of people that thought it would be the end of the world. So hey, it's an end of the world sale, like and no return mm-hmm. because the world is over, uh, which I thought was hysterical. But then randomly, they'll just be like, ah, they just do the craziest stuff. So it's just interesting <laughs> to see their crazy stuff. Yeah. Actually, they remind me of Starface. Starface is a one that I just very, very recently signed up. So I've only been on their list for like a week or two. So I haven't seen like so much from them in terms of like interesting tests, things like that. But they show... What comments. are they selling? They sell... It's really weird. They sell these acne patches that you like, it's like in the shape of a star and you stick it on your pimple and it sucks out the pus. (laughs) I know it sounds really cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But what's fascinating to me is that I've seen this product before as like a very generic product that's sold in Target or whatever. And what they've done is is made it into like cool shapes. Like you could buy stars, you could buy Hello Kitties. So like it makes like teenagers want to wear them and like feels like a badge of honor and like I'm so cool. I have no I'm a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. So that's been interesting, number one, and just like seeing more, like most of my work does not target teenagers, it's more adults. So it's just interesting seeing differences between like adult marketing and and teenage marketing. So that's been interesting. And then just like, I don't know, their design is really nice. So that's always cool to see. Cool. <laughs> All right.
1: What was the last time you got an email that was like just made you take an action?
0: Okay. So what's really interesting is that I usually don't take action at all. Like I'm Well, because really, you're studying
1: them. Like
0: it's your research. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it really could be that, but it also could be just the fact that I am like terrible at making decisions and I always take 20 years to make decisions. So I almost get sold. <laughs> like I'll be like reading the sales page and I'll be like, this is so good. I should buy this. Like, I should really buy this. Let me think about it. And then like, you know, I'm gone. But, um, yeah. So I don't take action even in terms of like self-segmenting. Like if they're saying like, what kind of emails do you want to get? Like, are you a marketer or are you a founder? It's like, no, 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 no. Like I can't <laughs> segment myself because like, I want to get all the emails. So like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to send them. The only time that I've seen emails like that where it's like I almost did it or I actually did do it is this copywriter. Her name is Bree Weber, and she's – I don't know. She just tests really cool things and does really interesting stuff, and she always gets me. <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> but, like, she'll build up this whole email. So the the one that I just responded to, I think it was, like, last week Wednesday, let's say. She So she's running this, like, a kind of mastermind group type thing – called the Cold Pitch Catalyst. So her whole story is that she lost all her clients during the pandemic. In the beginning of the pandemic, she just started like cold pitching clients, like cold pitching companies and seeing like amazing success and testing different things, cold pitching, like testing different cold pitches. And she like turned it into a class and she had like a whole group and she taught them all and and they're seeing great success. And now she's running a second one in January or something like that. Okay. So she sent an email saying, I just got cold pitched, like it was bound to happen. Of course, someone's going to cold pitch me. I keep talking about cold pitching. Someone's going to cold pitch me, I like want to see it, hit reply. And I'm like, Oh, I have to see it. (laughs) Part of me was just curious just because like, it was really interesting to see, like, how do you cold pitch someone who's talking about cold pitching? Like how careful and conscientious are you? And also because I had a sneaking suspicion that this person also cold pitched me, which they had. So I just kind of wanted to see. So there was a little like personal like interest there. But also just like the way that she built up the email in terms of like the curiosity was like totally there. Like you just you needed to see. The email the <laughs> she, the email. Like, she
1: walked you into it. I-
0: yes. I was like, wait, can you give me a link? I have to hit reply. No. <laughs> How can you do this to me? <laughs> so she totally, she totally got me. I was like, oh, I have to reply. It was so bad. <laughs> She also okay, did a really interesting at the end of her launch where like her, her first launch for the course where like you, you hear this all the time in terms of like telling people to like either be in or be out. Like, are you joining and you're thinking about it and you want my emails or like you're not interested opt out don't like get overwhelmed with all the launch emails and like, just choose, like make a decision because decision indifference and like not like indecision is like your biggest conversion loss like that's where you will lose your people it's not the people that say no it's the people that just like don't respond so i've seen this as like a template a lot of times but the way she structured hers was like oh i should really hit one of these like i really should i didn't <laughs> but it got really close
1: <laughs> so it just shows you you know like what great copywriting can do you know yeah. like how it could set it up and yeah totally Yes, makes such a difference. I mean, you said you know you're a big win. You know, 64, you know, percent in conversions, like paid conversions, like you know, that's that's staggering. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What tools do you use, like in your email building or testing, or even? Um, I
0: don't know. I'm very low key with email. When a client already has their like you know email set up like I don't get involved it's like whatever works for you I obviously have my preferences of like oh yeah you have intercom yes okay awesome
1: <laughs> but so what um, is intercom like that's, that's yes you know, perfect Start.
0: <laughs> one is intercom I love I don't know the the reporting capabilities in intercom are just like so the UX is like so friendly and just like it's just so easy to like get your results and the supports really awesome and I mean it's really expensive for small companies so it's, it's hard on that end, but yeah, I get excited when my clients have intercom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, in what terms it, of is an email, is it an email marketing platform? So it's a combination of a couple of different things. It's, it's like everything basically. It's like your support desk and your email marketing and your uh, in-app prompts. So it's just, it's so seamless. It's like everything happens in intercom. So you can kind of like really track your engagement and what people are up to. And like, it's just, you get so much data and so much like of the customer journey. So it's really powerful. It's all in that platform. Exactly. So there's more like that. There's HubSpot. There's, there's like a million, you know, I just happen to really like Intercom. So yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Good one. Do you have any favorite VSPs? So it depends on what your industry is. Um, like if you're in e-commerce, then Klaviyo is like your like default go-to kind of thing. Although Drip is kind of getting into e-commerce, supposedly they've been positioning themselves as getting into e-commerce. So I haven't actually tried so much e-com for Drip, but supposedly they do. You know, for service providers, ConvertKit works really nicely. ActiveCampaign works really nicely. I personally use ActiveCampaign. I find that it's nice and robust. It has more like testing capabilities than ConvertKit does. So that's why I chose ActiveCampaign. But really, honestly, like a lot of them are fine and it's really just a matter of Making sure that you're fitting into what you need. So like MailChimp can be totally okay for someone who is not doing a lot of segmentation and tagging and and like testing. Like if they're just sending out a weekly campaign every week, you know, to like one audience, like okay, MailChimp, it's fine, you know? <laughs> um, so it's very right. much about matching your needs. Yeah.
1: So your ASP, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything well oh, I
1: mentioned 25 subject lines, but anything mm-hmm. specific about subject lines besides writing 25 of them? You know,
0: you <laughs> so anytime you want to test them, you want to be testing like <laughs> instead of my way of like, oh, I like both of them. You mm-hmm. want to make sure you're testing different types of subject lines. So you like, why are you testing? You want to answer a certain question. So it's basically usually your overall question is. What does my audience respond to? Do they respond to curiosity? Do they respond to questions? Do they respond to just knowing what the offer is like right up there in the, the headline, the subject line? So just kind of like making sure you're testing things that that answer a question versus just testing two different kinds of subject lines. Cause like, hey, they both sound good. Um, so you want to be able to have a hypothesis before you do it and come to a conclusion after you do it. So that's okay. testing. Anything else? Use formulas. Like they're not cheating. They're awesome. (laughs) So What do you mean by that? Can you explain that out? Yeah. Yeah. Google subject line formulas and you'll see a bunch of different blog posts with subject line formulas. And they'll be like, quote, that's wrong. Here's why. Or the number one reason that outcome equals whatever. Just like they're literally like plug and play kind of things. Mm -hmm. And they're proven to incite curiosity and to just like play on people's like, you know, psychological, behavioral triggers, and all that kind of stuff, and they do really well. So, <laughs> it's
1: good All right. Any questions? I don't know. You wanna you wanna wrap up with?
0: I'm curious about what your favorite ESP is.
1: I really, I'm loving Clavio right now. Uh, I've experienced also with Active Campaign. I mean, every like got along with Patrick. Shout out to Patrick from Active Campaign. But um, <laughs> in terms of the platform itself, like, yeah, I mean, it can do everything. You do. I grew up in the email industry doing uh responses which is very technical but you can do anything <laughs> so i'm actually uh, an omni uh partner and i love them but um they're still in diapers a little bit like, still a lot, they still don't yet have like all the functionality that it needs like comparing them to clavio it's just like clavio's grown up and they're not there yet yeah but they're trying to do the same kind of thing like they're and they even have a little extra functionality that clavio doesn't have but I still need to catch up on that, like basic level. It's um, so
0: frustrating that every single one has like a pro that the other one doesn't. Like, why don't they all have the good stuff? Like when I was testing ConvertKit versus ActiveCampaign for my list, ConvertKit is so much more user friendly in terms of like you could just write the subject line and the pre header at the same time as you're writing your email. Whereas in ActiveCampaign, you have to write your subject line beforehand or after, like in a whole different screen. And it's so annoying. Right. It's like, How would you do that? <laughs> so. You know, like every single one has like something that's just right, yeah, yeah it's
1: so true. Like, because everything, you know, it's, if, if you're coming from, I think Active Campaign, I'm sorry, not Active Campaign, but Convert Kits, like made for non techie, like bloggers, or you know, yes. so it's super UX friendly, it's the way you think, you know, but like the more technical it is, the more it'll be like Active Campaign, where you're describing like a separate screen for like the, the <laughs> sucks line. You know, and you know, just everything is very segmented your audience, your subject line, your this, that, you know, your from name, all this stuff's like on different pages. (laughs) You have to find it all. You have to find it all. Even in Mailchimp, you have to find it all. Um, I always say that Mailchimp is a great place to start, uh, 15 bucks a month and grow your list there, but sometimes it gets very expensive as you grow it. Um, And then you want to do more and you're kind of limited. Um, So, from there, you know, I'd say, look at that, depending on your business, like you're just saying, it really depends on what you need your email marketing to do.
0: And also Uh, knowing how, like, what kind of growth you're expecting, because it is a huge pain to migrate your list. So, if you know that down the line, you're going, like, if your goal is to keep increasing your subscribers and 10 times it every month, which is, probably not likely um, <laughs> and you know and you know you're going to want to set up automations down the line and segments and all that kind of thing then like it doesn't make sense to start in Mailchimp but often it does so kind of just knowing what your goals are and 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 what your plans are yeah definitely but you reminded me with the diapers there was one company called Senfox that sounded really interesting like they they sounded like they took. All the pros of everything and like their roadmap was like amazing like it sounded incredible and it was like fifty dollars one time done you're done mm-hmm. i was so tempted i was so tempted but i'm like they're still like they don't have what i need now and i don't want to wait you know and i don't want to like do half half mm-hmm. so that was frustrating
1: <laughs> right, yeah, the truth is there are there are so many and there are like so many starting all the time and i've checked out a bunch of them and like Everyone has their own like nuanced and niche and pain in the butt and, you know,
0: like. Yes,
1: yeah, yes. there
0: so nothing, many,
1: yes. Nothing is nothing is perfect, but I find from all of them, I find Klaviyo to be like the most, especially for e-commerce, it's just, yeah, you know, fun and, and
0: really fun. But then <laughs> I was just in a Slack group and someone was complaining about Klaviyo and she's like, is this really like the end all be all for e-commerce emails? Like I need something else because I don't like X, I don't like Y, I don't like Z. So it's just like interesting to see that like even that didn't work for her. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah, and support I, for
1: all of them I find, I mean actually uh, of them all I find MailChimp is actually one of the best in terms of support. Okay. When you need to talk to somebody, like I find with MailChimp I usually can talk to someone within a few minutes. Nice. And with Klaviyo when I needed to speak to somebody I had to wait like 45 minutes
0: until mm-hmm. I got through to somebody.
1: And just live chat. Yeah,
0: same with ActiveCampaign.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's With OmniSend, uh, there's always people to talk to, but the answer is often that yeah. fun- the functionality is not available yet. Yeah, oh, but cool. you're really part of the but you're really part of the development process because everything is forwarded to the product team. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> make you feel a little good about it,
1: right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, really do You guys owe me a check. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs>
1: Anyway, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. I think the audience really, really appreciated it. And the best to you. And, uh, you know, happy holidays. Thank you for having me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We'll just see each other on LinkedIn and, you know, we'll hopefully <laughs> yeah. create, And maybe in person in the summer if there is some kind of event.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Um,
1: yeah. If there isn't, I'll make one. You know, that's it. <laughs> make a happy. Yeah, well, I have an email marketing event. You know, I out of our little niche, I feel like there's not enough knowledge. You know, I know, like, five people that, like, are full email marketers in Israel. There are more. I know there are. I'm sure there are. <laughs> we'll call them out of the woodwork, and we'll talk about email. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Anyway. Cool stuff. All right. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks for having me. Have a good one. A pleasure. Bye. And that finishes our uh, our live uh, stream for tonight. Uh, thank you for listening, all the people that were here tonight, and have a great week.